Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FB crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet-and-greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Nigel Nigelson, and I present to you a tribute to the wonderful Team Canada. Team Canada, you were the team in black. Beat Mexico, now top of CONCACAF. Final two to one care of Laron, who jumped in a snowbank. Now the world will know that oh Canada has gone up FIFA's rank. Bring on Qatar, we'll make the world believe 2022 we're tasting victory. I thought the match would be the most exciting thing this week. The match in Edmonton. Canada's 2-1 win over Mexico. Nope. That's that opening from Nigel Nigelson. That takes the cake. That's the show. I thought... Good night. Thank you very yeah, much. I was thinking about the uh, intro, Craig Forrest. I was thinking about what would, I, what would I say to start this off? Am I most excited seeing Canada top of CONCACAF? Am I most excited that they beat Mexico in a World Cup qualifier for the first time since the mid-70s? Am I most excited that Danny Dicchio is back with us? It was going to be that. But Nigel Nigelson just topped you, Deech. I'm just happy that Nigel released me from his cellar because it's been a long couple of weeks, guys. So thank you, Nigel. And it's great to hear your voice in a happy kind of state of mind. He lets you out because it's, uh, it's above 10 degrees Celsius, uh, which is about a 40-degree swing from what it was in Edmonton for that game. On Tuesday night, but we're in the tent. Dan Wong is here. Hello, Wonger. Hello. Oh, my microphone is. It warmed gimpy. up. It warmed gimpy. up fast, though, didn't it? Here or in Edmonton? In Edmonton. 
<laughs> you said that you you predicted that once they kicked off, not only would it be feisty between the two of them, but that any concerns of the weather would would be gone immediately. Yeah, that they were warmed up and ready to go. Absolutely, absolutely. And that was fun. There was a few moments there, eh? Like the jumping in the snow pile, running around the field shirtless with zero percent fat, with a Canadian flag and minus twenty from Edmonton. Perfect. Eh? Was there any moment yesterday that the game was possibly going to get called off? Yes. There was, yeah? There was a possibility. It was down to the referees. It was snowing. I think the safety concern was probably bigger in having 44,000 people descend on Commonwealth because it was snowing up until 4 o'clock local time. But when it stopped, I'm glad that it was played, and I'm glad that we still got like a competitive game. The pitch was definitely playable. Playable. But how much did that pitch take away from the game? (laughs) How much did the pitch take away from like what said, the match playable. could have been? I was speaking to uh, my other coach at TFC2, and he's he's half Mexican, half American. And we were just going on about the field. The pitch was not in good condition. Mm. Doesn't really work for both teams. It's put a kind of dampener on things. And he mentioned it, actually. He said, I tell you what, the, the team that makes the first mistake is going to lose this game. It's not going to be done by skill. It's not going to be done by like heart and brawn and whatever you can say. It's going to be the first person that makes a mistake or the first team, first group that make that mistake. And I thought the fullback um, for Canada. Adekubi? Oh, Alistair Johnson, made yeah. a great intervention. He kind of stepped in, won the ball, and, and that's him to a T. He's very aggressive, very competitive. But he followed on with it and then hit that, that volley. It wasn't... An unbelievable strike, but it was a, a strike that was going to cause the goalkeeper problems on that turf, Craig. Exactly. On grass, I think it bounces and he cradles it I a little bit. I think he's more comfortable. Yeah, so he was right. cautious with it. And I think he was trying to parry it away. Don't know you're the goalkeeper. He's at fault for both goals. The keeper doesn't get off his line and come three freaking yards and catch the ball for the second <laughs> goal. You know, it's like he spills the first one. I think he dove a little bit too early and then he had to parry it back out. And fair play to Laren, who I thought was having a poor game, by the way. And I love Kyle. I think he's a great kid. He's matured tremendously, scored goals in Europe. But he wasn't doing his job. His job was to make the ball stick, be that target man. And I just thought it was very, it was like a tennis game at times. It was just going back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth. No one wanted to make that mistake. The only good goal was the actual, their goal was a beauty. Like, I mean. I have to give a lot of credit to, to Alistair Johnson mm-hmm. for making that goal happen. And then Kyle Laren being on his toes and, and putting it back in. Cause You're right. Because, I mean, the keeper there is so worried about he's not sure it's going to stay low, it's going to jump. It, he's just not sure. He's not not played on it regularly. And at that temperature, he's probably thinking, is it going to skip a little bit or all that? So now he's just thinking, number one, save it. I don't even, I, I, I don't think he tried to push it even wide. I don't think there was an attempt there. I think it was save it and then hope your defender got on. Like, it's, it was poor, really poor. The timing of that goal was incredible because Mexico yeah. had looked like the more comfortable side. Mexico looked like the side that wasn't bothered by the elements, and Canada were trying to find their feet. So you say that you didn't think Kyle Laren had played very well. Not too many players had. Def- defensively, I thought Kamal Miller was all over it, but there was quite a few times where it seemed like they were a bit scrambled. Once Daniil Henry got the yellow card, did you see how far back uh, Atiba was playing? I'd said to I'd said to Craig, I'm like, They've lost Atiba now because he's going to stand in front of Daniil to limit as much damage yeah, as, as, as possible to, pr- to protect them as they try and run the clock out yeah. to halftime. And as we said on the watch party, as soon as Daniil got booked, it was like 
Yeah. Now when you decide to take them off. Yeah. You got to give a lot of credit to, to Herdman for making that decision. These are big games. There's no, there's no time for dilly dallying. And I even said when he did, it was 12 minutes in. I was like, 12 minutes is early to make a change, but it's something you would consider only because of his history. Right. And he didn't wait to half time. He took him off before. 36 to 37. 36 to 37 minutes of decision, but before the goal. I thought it was the right one. I just, I have to give a lot of credit to Kamal Miller as well. I thought he was fantastic in both games. I thought he was probably the top defender. I thought Victoria came on and done like did Solid very well. Job, yeah. Solid job. Um, but Kamal Miller was, was excellent in both games. So a lot yeah. of credit to you today, young boy who's been through a lot and going to different clubs and now mm-hmm. he's found his feet at Montreal a little bit. And they've shown a lot of belief in him. So fair play to him. Yeah, it's, it's great to see. I was disappointed the closer it got to kickoff, hearing of the weather reports, seeing the snow on the on the pitch, just the it, the fact that it being the ice teka, which I think is great, and some lawyer for some coffee chain is going to get fired for not having copywritten that before the competitors. Ice teka, that's that's pretty great. Well, you didn't think of it either, did you? No, I didn't think really? of it. I know, but but you look like someone should run with it. I look like a barista. I do. I do look like that lately. Yeah, forty four thousand tickets sold, but thirty two thousand showed up, and they were kind of making a joke, like whoever had these tickets and didn't show up, ha ha ha. But it was because they canceled so many flights because of the weather. Ah, so that could have been part of it too that day. A lot of flights did not. So a lot of people that had tickets were not able to go to the no uh, And that's all I had to say. I'll let you find out about the people that didn't make it. Make it. I want to like to hear the stories. And what they ended up doing. I think. Well, yeah, I just, uh, you know, well, give them something for the. Well, for those who. Lost, like, loss of seeing the game. For those who didn't see it, uh, that the weather was minus 16 degrees. I think that that would have influenced a, a dip and people's decisions to not follow through and show up on their tickets. I think it was 52,000 they'd, they'd sold and it was 44,000 and change that turned up, which is still pretty amazing. They still get full houses for, uh, is it the Eskimos? No, they are the Elks now. Somebody oh, yeah. told me on the radio, they had like 1500 people for the last game. I don't know. I don't They're know. the worst team in the CFL though. This season, the Elks, the name change really sucked know, the soul out of that. Know who they were when they mentioned them. <laughs> You thought they were talking about some arena league team? They got another soccer team? <laughs> uh, we're in the tent. I, I, it was a rushed intro. Wonger was made uncomfortable by the fact that James Sharman is not here. That's our first acknowledgement that James Sharman is not here. Uh, he's supposedly on a flight back and or has a family and doesn't want to be with us. I think it's the latter. But with him working, not sure. with, uh, with Wonger busy, with Danny coaching, you and I did a watch party from my basement on YouTube, our first ever, and a thousand people took us in, buddy. Amazing. Amazing. Good. It's kind of interesting, you know, just because you're watching it just like you are, like just me and Johnny, just basically watching the game. And when uh, the prime minister oh. tweets me. Oh, yeah. That might have been the highlight of the week, Deech. I know you haven't been on Twitter lately. What happened? I see I'm Ice Tekka, the pitcher. And then I see prime minister, you know, Justin Trudeau. And I'm like, wow, blue tick, the real deal. And it says, thanks for sharing, Craig. Uh, I hope you guys won the game after this pitcher was taken. Hold on. So he responded to you? Like the real, yes. Are you being serious here? Yeah. yeah, the Prime Minister of Canada tweeted our very own Prime Minister of Netminding. I said, uh, "Hey, sir, or Mister, and then Mister President, or Prime President, Mister President." That would have been hilarious. Um, yeah, wouldn't it? It doesn't matter. Only tonight's result matters, right? Only because I didn't want to embarrass him, thinking that he. I'm thinking he thinks I took that picture years ago, right? And I'm thinking, no, you don't. Like, the game hasn't been played. How do I know who won the game? But it was just a picture of me, Fitzy, Sarantopoulos, where you just saw it, right? Yeah, yeah. 
of the of the guys, yeah, in London, England, with his dad, Pierre. Yeah, so he that's what he was commenting. So, so really, it's you that didn't know how your mentions worked, and you didn't realize he right. was responding to. I wasn't know what he was. Responding. The photo with his father. Yeah, but just the shock, nonetheless, that the Prime Minister of Canada yeah. would tweet you. That was it. That that's what basically blew you away, blew you back. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. So I did say I said if you ever. Are, if I ever get a chance, I'll tell him the story about how that came about. Which was your way of inviting him on the show without directly saying, can you please come on our show, Prime yeah, Minister right. of Canada. Yeah. But I don't think either of you answered my question about, uh, or maybe I didn't get to the end of it because you went on your, your Twitter story, your romance there with uh, Prime Minister Trudeau. What was the question? The quality of the game, I think, was lessened, but it was still an entertaining game. And my fear, as it got closer to kickoff, was that it wouldn't be. Because in the past, and the idea for having the game in Edmonton was have every advantage possible. Make them as uncomfortable as possible. And in normal circumstances where Canada wouldn't be able to hang on the pitch with Mexico, that would be great. But in this scenario, as it got colder, I thought, this is going to take away from the quality of the game, a quality that Canada can play now, and I want to see. So I still don't think we got it as good as it would have been in in Florida at 9 p.m. at night in 20 degrees Celsius Celsius weather. Not for quality, like... Sure, not for quality. Wrong. But yeah. I was I was impressed with how it played. Yeah. That it was that it was an exciting affair. Yeah. And that it became must watch TV, which the now you have to this team is now. The Mexican team historically that we've only beat them five times, but they don't travel particularly well. Mm. The results aren't really, really great and like we drew with them in World Cup qualifying, beat them in the Gold Cup, beat them in the North American Championship. Listen. Having played in Mexico, having traveled to Mexico, having played against Mexican teams, they do not give a flying fuck what they do to you when you go to that country. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I'm glad it was reversed on them <laughs> this time around. And if you ask John Herdman, before this series of game, what was the objective? It was to get six points. It wasn't to look pretty. Right. It wasn't to try and show the world what a good team Canada are. It was to get six points. and it massively, massively worked in their favor. I did feel against Costa Rica that I would like to have seen Canada against Costa Rica on a proper pitch. Mm. Like, whether it be BMO, whether it be Montreal, whether it be just a grass pitch where I think they can go toe-to-toe with Costa Rica. And it would have been maybe 2-3-4-0. Because I think Canada I are that good. I do. But the objective was to go to Edmonton. I thought the fans were fantastic. They were. They turned up in their droves. I think the weather added to it mm-hmm. being a proper Canadian night. Made it a spectacle. Exactly. And I, I love it. I, and they did it in Italy years ago where they don't have a home stadium anymore. They go around to different parts of the country. And that's how you kind of you group more fans, more interest. And I hope Canada do that. But it's down to resources and facilities that well, that's gonna come you can in. possibly that's, do. That is going to come in. They get, what, $15 million for qualifying? That's right out of the gates. Fifty million in the coffers just for reaching the the finals, yeah. qualifying for Qatar. Yeah. That gives you a lot of things that you can do and change and improve. The team is, de- I mean, that is obviously been worked out. You look at the, they got a team of millions. They got six on their medical staff, I think, or something more than that. You know, and everything's covered. He's got everything covered. They spend a ton on all that. I wouldn't even want to know if they didn't freaking qualify what position they'd be in after the pandemic. All their money is coming through youth registration, right? Pandemic, they got no money. 
They're banking on this. Yeah. I'm telling you, they're banking on it. You got to spend money to make money, and they're choosing to spend it at the right time. Well, they're also For, not. They can't go into debt. I mean, as a nonprofit organization, there's only so much you can. Sure, understood. Make. But I think it, you you kind of have just this interesting cocktail of situations i guess that they started to invest at a time in which the team was right for it and at a time when the only team that was bringing in money and the, the yeah. women's side reached the top of of their sport winning the olympics in a pandemic yeah, that's right well they you know and they the the trouble with us uh, in our countries we we have to prioritize and luckily we prioritize both both the women and the men most countries don't even do that we actually do which is great so we prioritize and we put our money all into the women when they're their tournaments coming off of World Cups, and then we do the same for the men. It's nice; you would think the nice you'd have enough for everybody to go around, where we can improve both programs and improve a lot of things off. Well, the gate revenue from Edmonton will benefit, and for January, they'll be looking at a big gate again. So, what do you think they do? Do they go to Vancouver, which is the assumption that because it will be January, they can't risk it by being outdoors? But Toronto has hosted games in horrible weather in December and in February. Game- soil heating at uh, BMO, isn't that? Yes. Meaning that the field is going to be playable. doesn't matter what temperature. They were talking a lot right. about that game being the coldest game on record. And they were compare. I saw comparisons to some Europa League game in Norway that was clocked at like minus 16 or something. But I was at that game TFC played in the Champions League against that Panamanian side that beat them the year after they lost in the final in the Champions League. And that it was minus 16 with the windshield that night at that BMO. Was cold. That was horrendous. And do you remember the pitch? They had to pour sand all over the pitch. And it, they were running. Like Every time Mavinga went on a sprint, it just he just kicked up sand into his, whoever was behind him, his opponent's face. Just sand flying everywhere. It was like running on a beach. So, Craig, I heard a lot of people say they're worried about what the Mexicans are going to do to Canada next time when they return to play in the next qualifiers where Mexico what? do it every time. Canada or the U.S. go to Mexico. We don't have to see them for eight years. Yeah, not even that. Like <laughs> they're, they're gonna, gonna remember doing eight years yeah. to us. The Azteca right? altitude, <laughs> heat. That's and, what Canada have been going for yeah. for hey, the last fifty, sixty years. Hey, and in eight years, there's going to be as up to eight Concacaf teams qualify. It's going to be fucking yeah. one big party in a forty-eight team World Cup held every two years. Exactly. Right. Money, Canada, money, money, money. This one, they're going to qualify for the rest. That's it. We're in. Hey, not in yet. Touch wood. But that's a big statement, what Craig said. He said it last night on the watch party as well. If Canada qualify for 2022, and with, largely with the World Cup expanding to 48 teams, Canada will be at every future World Cup. Yeah. They're now in that category. But as far as, you know, Mexico go, right? Did you know? It's like, if you're any good team, if you're, you're going in Europe, you're going into it, the better you are, the more you're going to, you know, they're going to get at you, you know, because it's the way it is. Like, they boo the stars, like, you know what I mean? And texting with uh, Jonathan Osorio, and I said, I'm so excited. I was thinking about making a comeback, and, may- and maybe I could get to fourth best keeper. Fourth stringer. Said, Who do you think the fourth best keeper is? We didn't really get any, we didn't, that was a hard to say. That would be a discussion, right? But we didn't get into that. But I said, you know, might have to do the old Tanya Harding as well. That's, that seems to be the thing to do Uh-oh. these days. Yikes. Watch out, Dane Sinclair. Right. You don't want to be Craig number Craig Forrest four. is coming for you. You don't want to be number four. <laughs> or what you call number one reserve. Might me get me to Qatar, Wonger. <laughs> I tell you, I'm sleeping in your bathroom. Hold on, hold on. Monsieur Morals over here? 
you would go play in Qatar. We had the conversation about that. Oh, you're back to that. Yeah. You know what? You brought it up. I got this little, I got this little guy over here on this shoulder. He's just, don't. You can't do it. You can't. Stick, stick to your morals. Stick to your morals. I'm only kidding. What does your conscience look like? Does it have a face? The little devil. You have to get somebody else to buy the crowbar. Uh, pardon? There's an app for that. I think there's an app for that. You can find that. Uh, to answer your question, the, be- the best tweet I saw, like what would Mexico do to avenge this? Uh, they're going to host their next game against Canada on top of an active volcano, guaranteed, as revenge. That was that was the best tweet that I saw. Aztec is not good enough. <laughs> yeah, they haven't had a good enough record there. Yeah, I think they could just hold it in Tijuana. They're an average side, Beach, aren't they? Mexico. I mean, they are an average, and they're stung a bit. They got beat by yes. the states. They're they're not as good as what they used to be. Mm-hmm. I still think Tati Martina is a very good coach, um, but we can say they're not a good side, Craig. That's what I mean. Is I'm talking about like I, as I don't a think team. they're not. I don't think the Americans are a strong team. Inconsistent. As yeah, but I think we have to just give a lot of credit to our to our boys, the Canadian boys, yeah. who are who are a better team at the moment. And we've spoken about the brotherhood and the togetherness they, they've shown. Yeah. We've seen Carl Laren speak about it in the, the news Winning, winning is easy for that too. Yeah, you know, winning, winning breeds that. Like, I mean, <laughs> right. we, we've both been players. When you're losing, <laughs> fingers start pointing. And the first yeah. guy they start pointing at is the coach <laughs> or the producer. <laughs> As Danny Dicchio points at Dan Wong. It's, it's you've been, true. You've been pointed at all your life. Oh, yeah. All these... He is Justin Trudeau. You need all these little secret, everything's going around. And and Football is cyclical, though, right? And I think that for 30 years, Mexico have been at the top by miles. And much like England, who think because they invented the sport, they should be the very best. Correct. Mexico always seems to struggle when they do have a challenge. You look at the Gold Cup years when they lose to the States. Uh, I think that this was a, kind of an embarrassing year, losing to a, a rather C team that Greg Berhalter took to, to the Gold Cup. Um, but you see how Canada's come leaps and bounds undefeated after eight games, four wins and four draws. And they could have beaten the States in the U.S. And they could have beaten, beaten the States. Mexico and Mexico. They could be like. They should have beaten Jamaica. Be, yeah. They could be seven and one. That's what I mean. Like as much as like, I mean, I wouldn't want the teams and, you know, but between us, they're too good each. There's nothing that tells me that any of these teams, even in their own barn, is going to uh, scare us. Mm. And let's just say they're going to get the result and they're going to win them necessarily. But I don't think that. What do they got? What is Costa Rica? Costa Rica. What they don't have the players they used to. The guy who they got the guy up top there, he's what, thirty eight? Yeah. Joel Campbell? Yeah. Joel Campbell. <laughs> he played for Arsenal twenty five years ago. <laughs> My little dark horses are Panama because they're not yeah. going away. Um, yeah. They're like that horrible uncle at a party that you just don't want to turn up and you can't get rid of him when the party's yeah. done. Yeah. You know? Did you have one of them, Dan? Well, they got great they got great support. <laughs> four for them. Wonger's got four of them. I, I know Craig's answer to this, but I'm excited to hear your answer, Wonger. Uh, Deech can go first. The coldest game that you played in. Coldest? What's the coldest game that you've watch. played, participated, played in? You, there must have been some shitty days in the Northeast that yeah, were pretty bad. Did you ever have a... You... In England, isn't it, Craig? Like, like in England, it was it was damp. It was wet. It was horrible. But Like minus five, right? Yeah. Like, and it, but you can and get that then was running around. freezing. Because even then, each the, the pitches were frozen and the games were off. Really playable. Yeah, well, I think cover them yeah. before yeah. the night before, but as soon as that, you can't get a, your a stud into it. And then there was a time when they used to play on it anyway, and then they had the spikes, these leather studs, that as soon as you got on concrete, 
if you just rub them on the scuff them, uh, four nails are exposed. Oh, geez, little tiny nails, and they okay. stick into the ice. So Beautiful. when the referees test your boots beforehand, yeah, back in the seventies and eighties, if they're fine, and then once you scuff that first layer of leather off, nails. I got, I got. Basically, I show you with some time when I'm fit, when drunk or at, or when we're at the beach. I've got a scar. Uh, I got a scar, probably eight inches on what inside of my thigh from one of those freaking oh, studs. Snowy nail night at yeah, uh, snowy Ipswich. nail night at Portman Road. Windy. <laughs> oh, it's it's funny how the, confused. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> was it gone? They, they <laughs> tucked his penis yeah, into his like thigh. Two inches. They right. used the foreskin as a skin <laughs> replacement. It, but anyway, I got a scar. And circumcised <laughs> all at once. I'm looking forward to going back to editing this to pull that clip because, yeah, as you're talking about, like, oh, so my inner thigh, I got this eight inch, and I'm just looking, looking at you right like, there. oh, yeah, tell me the story hooked in while these guys are laughing yeah. their asses off. Yeah. Tucked into the side. Yeah. But no, again, going back to your question, it would have to have been at Sunderland because Sunderland, you were right next to the coast. Yeah. And I wouldn't call it the English Riviera because it wasn't. <laughs> A coast where you would go and swim in. No, uh, very brown. Very, very brown. Water. Sandy and dirty. And... Beach, but it, when it got windy there and rain, make your toupee fly off. But um, that's probably the coldest up at Sunland, yeah. But oh. nothing compared to like minus 16, 17. No, but I remember what playing at Roker Park. Oh, yeah. That was even closer to the, the, oh, the Roker Roar. Sunland, that's their old. Oh, that's their old ground. That was probably you. Probably didn't make. I didn't play it. No, Al you thought Roker. he was talking about. You thought he was talking about Harlem. I thought no, he was talking I, about Harlem. Al Roker, and I thought you meant the Today Show weatherman. <laughs> weatherman, oh, I remember. like Spiderman. You're getting very English, eh? Weatherman. The weatherman. Yeah. What are you doing this weekend, Wonger? Well, you're right. getting very English. You must have played in some really shitty Laval weather. Two coldest. University of Toronto in the Vanier Cup. That would have been in December. No, November. November seventeenth. Wow. Today's November. 17th. You remember that date? Yeah, hit and miss. It was a big banner day for Wonger. Win a Vanier Cup. So as we record Come this on. in the tent, did anybody send you an email and say any of that you guys? Any oh, we've been all in touch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you brought Not, that up, but you were just saving that to bring that up tonight, dude. All you? I do is think about this. Show. You're just no, but your welfare. Story. Your welfare, so your, all of your welfares. Your Vanier Cup, that way you're waiting. You're just trying to get that in there. Minus 17. It's your anniversary. Minus so 17. how many years? In Toronto. In Toronto. On the 17th. I'm just having a hard time comprehending November this. November 17th. Varsity? November 1987. Varsity. 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 That was a great place. Both sides, they, they tore down a side, and I didn't understand that. Fantastic old concert footage of the doors there. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it was a big venue in the country. I would say up until Exhibition Stadium and then the Rogers Center, that was probably... Oh, we love playing there. Other than the football team left a freaking oh. trench right down the middle of oh, the... Oh, yeah. And you we played on up that. Up and down, up and down, yeah. It's now only a one-sided stadium, and you can look in through the gate yeah, while you Yeah, University of Toronto. Near the, <laughs> near the museum. Just oh, west good. of the museum. Sorry, yes. That was the National Stadium. Mexico. Yeah, that was Hugo, the National Stadium. Hugo Sanchez has played there. No Eusebio they yeah. tore, the National They stadium. tore down three quarters yeah. of like, the whole side. We loved it, dude. So there was bleachers up all, all around. around. Except, like, it, wasn't, it, was, it wasn't bleachers. It was seats. It was a seat. It's like it's the Coliseum you on could, Bloor. You could look in. Beach, before you came to Toronto FC, and there was all this, where is the stadium going to be, da, 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 right? going to be down here no 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 we can't put it here uh so bar- anyway varsity was number one choice yeah right on that location so that they great they should have gone so i'll tell you the yeah. story why so anyway university of toronto was uh, approached about it 
they needed to take out, I think it was a $50 million bursary or something like that, but it would be paid any of the interest owed on the money that they, they could use against that. Their Everything would be paid for by the Toronto FC team and the Argonauts. That's it. Pretty simple. Brand new. State-of-the-art stadium right there paid for. And they said no. Larry's got that in his back pocket, Greg. They said no. So then they went to, we, then they were, remember we were standing at the York University? Then yeah, York. Like, oh, here we are, York. Yeah. Then we were at, uh, the Argos was training ground is. They thought, yeah, no, no, but then that's government money and that's going to give them credit and it's going to, all this political bullshit. And you know Ford? Dead Ford? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was with the earnestness yeah. that he said it. Good yeah. old dead Ford. Rob, dead against it. Like, literally. Oh, he's a football guy. He was a football guy. <laughs> he was dead against it. You know our, uh, remember the mayor at the time? David Miller. Miller. He's the reason BMO exists. Thank you. We were there. I was guy, in yeah. City Hall. You, this isn't going to happen. FIFA threatened to pull the under-20 World Cup because they hadn't put shovels in the ground in time. David Miller stepped in and created the situation where BMO went up kind of like a Lego stadium in that yeah. first yeah. season. You know what the big political thing was for these some of these, these a-holes was it's, it's the land value. That's like giving away, you know, that land is worth, you know, $120 million. When the fuck are you ever selling it? It's on, you know what I mean? It's stupid political You're mystified decisions. by stupid decisions. Hey, I know we were talking temperature, but I want to know who we're most afraid of. Because I want your opinion, too. I know the scores. I know the standing. We It is Canada, uh, Mexico, and states. They have to go to Honduras. U.S. They have to go to El Salvador. Historically, these are places where they crumble. Yes. Where on, uh, as John Herbin said on our show. On paper, Canada have long had the better teams on paper and, and had players in higher tiers that they, they should have been better. They were ranked higher in the CONCACAF, uh, excuse me, the FIFA World Rankings, the soft drink, soda pop FIFA World Rankings, which the live rankings actually have Canada up eight spots in 40th after that oh, win over Mexico. That's tied with the best ever. How Plus. amazing. That is tied with the best ever. That's right. The 2000 Gold Cup team was 40th ranked in the world. Uh, I don't know if it was just after Was that. it not that team? Around there. Okay. Or- Actually, I'm not sure. Or it could have been the 94. Uh, you were behind uh, countries that weren't countries anymore. Like Yugoslavia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Czechoslovakia. Zaire. There are, that's two countries now. How are we behind two other countries? Turks and Caicos and one of the islands on the right. Coldest game? Oh, so minus 17. And then the second coldest was two weeks before that at Lennoxville. So Bishops. Ooh, Lennoxville. Bishops was minus 12 in snow. Uh, and this is when the guys put. Two weeks later, they put the uh, the broom ball shoes on <sighs> at the at Varsity Stadium. The right. offensive linemen played with broom ball shoes. For those that aren't familiar with uh, CIAU, uh, CIS, uh, U Sports Football, uh, Bishops is out there in Acadia, Nova Scotia? Lennoxville, Quebec. Oh, Quebec, so middle excuse of me. the Laurentians. Where the fuck? Put them up there in uh, Sunderland. And oh, it's horrible. I would hate that. Hate it. On a Midweek. Where do you think? Where do you think Canada should play the U.S. Because U.S. is their next. Game. That is what I wanted to know. The U.S. is their next home game, so they go to Honduras, I believe. Uh, it's Honduras and El Salvador on this next trip, and Sandwich. Yeah, on the thirtieth is six of us. The U.S. Expedia, Honduras. We would never come back. No. Could you imagine Wonger into Guchigalpa? <laughs> Not to our own wanting. Global warming. What are we looking at? January average temperature. Mm. What, it's January what? It's the 30th against Mexico. The against the United States, excuse me. Dead of winter, just just about. But remember, these U.S. boys, they were either playing in Europe 
Well, the, the temperature is not a, it's not yeah, helping anybody. So. No, I don't. So, the, but, but, but what, what's going to hurt you more? The five hours more travel time and going to Vancouver and the time change or the cold? Oh, that's such a great question. Or the field surface. Do you think the field surface at BC Place is, is, not, is what makes it not worth the travel time? That's what or, I'm asking you. But it should be a better or, playing surface. Or would you rather play on grass or would you rather play on turf? But it's a better playing surface than Edmonton. Listen, this carpet here that's in Dan Wong's tent is a better surface than Edmonton. Yeah. This rug here. It is a nice <laughs> carpet. It's completely pounded yeah. down. Yeah. It. This is an indoor people, rug. Just give people my address. <laughs> just invite them over to my house now. One guy on Twitter goes, oh, I didn't see any problem with the turf on the overhead kick. I'm like. I didn't even reply. I mean, like, where do you start? Like, oh my God, you're not worried. Don't worry about falling on it. Jesus Christ. Coldest game you ever played in. You what said it on the watch party. Ta- I've already said about an hour ago. What do you, you didn't say it here. Oh, didn't I? You said it on the watch party 24 hours ago. Oh, oh. Say it again for the other minus thing. five. He's these days and hours. Minus up. five. Something like that. Where? Leeds. You're just guessing now. Leeds was the coldest. <laughs> You told me another place the other night. No, I remember Leeds because I remember they had it covered and there was a big, you know, it was like whether or not it's going to. I told you another place? Yeah, it wasn't. Or well, did there I make was that a few. Up? I mean, minus five was kind of like, you know, once in a while we'd get there each in England. Once in a while. Yeah. We, we just Rarely. talked about how cold Rarely. it was. But we, didn't, we didn't ask where it was. I think when yeah, yeah, Ipswich yeah. went to minus five, I took a picture of the, of, the, of the gauge on the car, just like, oh my God, look how cold it is. Did you feel ready for it? You know how everyone said, oh, it's a big advantage for Canada. We're used to this stuff. Well, and no, we, well, none of I have guys. to say, Christian Jack <laughs> on one soccer, we, he just goes, they both got to play on the same field. Yeah. Well, I think when you none get below them, minus 12. Them, except for nobody plays in that. That's my no. point. That's yeah. what his point was. Yeah. was except for Liam Miller and Fonzie, I just who uh, both play but it's not in the Alps. But it's yeah. not because like you, you grew up playing youth <laughs> soccer and that <laughs> temperature means you're, doesn't mean you're used to it. No, of course not. Okay, so. January. Yeah. We were just talking about the money, right? Here in the rundown. Yeah. I love that when Charmin's away, we actually stick to a rundown. This is great. <laughs> Organization. We're organized better than CONCACAF. The, they would love the money, the gate revenue of a place like Rogers Center. People everywhere. Like we got Drake. How big is Rogers Center right now? 50,000. The problem with Rogers Center is they're going through some renovations that's in preparation for the baseball season, Jumbo which would be March. Therefore, it's unlikely that they would be able to have full capacity for the end of January. You know your shit. So rule that out. Where do you think they would get the most fans? Edmonton well, they, again? Not in ja- at the end of January. January. Not at the now end of January. You can't, if they, they could fill Vancouver with Canadian fans. Yeah. Well, for sure. The I concern is the, the travel. They could do. No, no, no question. For whom? No question. Everyone. Vancouver would sell out. Huh? It's the travel for everyone the players. on the team. The players. Considering the window that you have these players, unlike Mexico, but the majority of their point. players are domestic. You have Canadians traveling from all over Europe. Right. The, the, some are, are in the off-season in North America, right? Alistair Johnson will be in the off-season three yeah. months off. The few MLS players that have been that it's, that, it's that concern. You're having them all come and descend at a camp somewhere, somewhere warm what before going to. So what we, they've got the Honduras home away? They've got Honduras away. And then they're home for the United States mm. on the 30th, which is three days later. Yeah. And then they go somewhere again. Yeah. Panama or Costa Rica. It's a long way, man, Panama. Freaking long way. It's El Salvador. Oh, it's El Salvador. On the El second. Salvador? In Panama is From the Vegas. last game. We could go there. Way anyway. March 30th. We're going somewhere. Craig and I are trying to hook us up to go to a, go and you're, Jorge, 
We're going to interview Jorge. <laughs> Jorge Campos? You're just maiming, naming no. Mexican-sounding yeah. people? No. Yes, <laughs> yes Luis. What's that? Hey, Guillermo said what? Luis Sanchez. Hey, what did uh, Steve Sanchez? <laughs> Panama. We're talking about who scares you the most in this. Like, we... well, pa- Panama's the last, the very last game. It's game 14. Right. Right? And if you look at how this goes and how when they went to Edmonton, feeling confident from being undefeated for the first six games, the reality is they could have lost to Costa Rica and Mexico. It wasn't out of the realm of possibility. They took six fucking points there to now be in a situation where going to Honduras is, is not terrifying. They can focus on the States. Going to El Salvador is not as terrifying as it used to be. You'd expect them to get a draw against an El Salvador team that's not kicking in the top four. And the longer this goes with those teams out of it, Panama scares me because if it's Canada and Panama kicking for third and fourth or you know, depending if one of these teams gets hot to battle for fifth and you've got a few points difference between third and fifth come that last international window. That's why Panama to me is the scariest. But the fact that I can say that and look just to the end it shows how far Canada's come. They're they're coming off two wins and they're they're going away now, right? But yeah. if you're Mexico, well, they lost two in a row. I know they're going to go back and play club teams. <laughs> they, you know, their club. Everyone's going back to league. You coming off a loss versus coming off a win and that huge break. When you come back to the, I, I just see does this it make a difference? Canadian team. Oh, sure. For sure. The Mexican players will all be wondering where they're going to get picked. Yeah. And the Mexican coaching staff will be wondering if they're still in the job. Yeah. Come they're, January. You, they're going to get tortured. Plus, plus the media there. attention that they're going to get murdered on like, their return from, that's right. from Canada and the U.S. Yeah. They'll get slaughtered. Especially yes. lose. If they had lost 2 0 and not ha- had that consolation goal and a chance to equalize we, we were quite fearful they clearance. His belly. i thought he actually yeah. got something on it. he didn't really brand to the hell but still a scramble that was mad just was, mad panic mad dash because he parried it. it 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 technically was a goal line save but yeah when he, he first saved it. i was like oh wow that's, a, that's the best yeah. like awesome and then when i, I was a reef i was like oh should put your cap on it craig is uh working for facebook now he's called metacritic meta <laughs> 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 that was a great save. I know he, he should have grabbed uh, it. Well, it was no, the moment. Over it it was the moment. The it wasn't a great challenge. It, it was belly. just in the moment. It, it is the, beer belly. And the reason Borean didn't catch it, more. collect it as he as he would normally, routinely, is because of the moment and because of the the panic that it was just stop yeah, it why, as opposed to that's, smother that's it. That's why. Can we talk about Milan being the most stylish goalkeeper in the world team? You love his uh, oh, Gabor Kirai sweatpants? How about the, the, the I, call him, oh. I was calling him cuddles. <laughs> he does not give a flying fuck. He man. does not oh, care, does brilliant. he? It's brilliant. So Atiba Hutchinson became the most uh, capped player in Canadian men's uh, national Craig, history. Craig and Sharms love Atiba. I also love Atiba. Sharms regularly calls him the most underappreciated Canadian athlete ever. Made his debut in 2003. Has played in the Champions League consistently since the end of the 2000s. And, and most Canadians don't know who he is. He also played in the U20 World Cup when they got to the quarterfinals and like Hume. Oh, Hume, Hume okay. They lost to Spain, I think, quarterfinals. I think. A lot of people don't know, Jay. He went at Copenhagen. He's in the all-time 11 Copenhagen. He captained them in the Champions I mean, it's League. Not, it's not the world's top league, or you know, but that's not a bad club. Like let's face it, all, he made the all-time eleven, and all, also not the oldest club either. But still, like come on. But he's been doing it in places where people couldn't watch him, and that's why he'd yeah. been out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Well, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. But at thirty-eight, to get in this squad to look as good as ever and contribute at a level much like the people his age are contributing, LeBron James and and Tom Brady, the fountain of youth that they've found and captured, 
it does feel as though the longer this qualifying campaign goes, the more it'll be a, we're going to Qatar for a TIPA. All those athletes you're talking about, well, not LeBron. LeBron's a freak of nature, but Tom Brady can't, never did move. He could never scramble. So You're making the pace comparison. But he can, yes. Because the team is not known for his pace. He never relied on, on his pace to the reasons why he was where he was at. I just met in that sense of still being like elite uh, or at least I think the hardest level. When, when you get to that age, Deech, tell me if you're wrong, there's no breaks. So you have to have the stamina to get you through a certain amount of the game or otherwise you become a luxury player and you better be good or you're, you're done. Specifically playing in his position as well. So a midfielder on average runs between 11 and 14 kilometers per game. Wow. They're the hardest working guys within the structure of 11 players. Yep. When did you start feeling it? When did you go, oh, this this day? Starting to feel the wind here. Yeah, wow. I, Are we going to get blown away? The, remember you sent me the, get sent me the, uh, a, he goes, Wonger, be careful. The pick, it's like one of those memes where a tent just flies away. <laughs> yeah. And set up against the fence. <laughs> Exactly like this. He sends that into the in our dark web. It does feel like there should be an ice fishing hole in the middle of this. Dude, we should have some ruby ruby shoes, and we're going on a trip to out of Kansas, going to Oz. I thought it was a Tijuana we were going to. That too. Wow. Who wants to go to? Tijuana? I'm slow now. Cabo San Lucas, maybe. <laughs> you know when you had to go, oh, it's the difference between I don't need a ibuprofen, yeah, or I need eight of them because you go, it's like that. You go from, oh, I'm sore, and it's sore is gone, to the next minute, it's sore, and oh, my God, I'm still sore, and I'm still so sore. I tell you when, it was after being here in Toronto FC for a year and a half, yeah. and mm. training on that AstroTurf field, and traveling six, seven hours to a game, like either on a plane, going through different like, time zones, the recovery was, was a lot shorter back then as well. That's when I really started feeling. I, I had two back operations in my career as well, which didn't help. But training on AstroTurf every day was, was not good. And then when I announced my retirement about a, a month or two later, I was in a meeting, funny enough, with Rob Ford and all the board of directors down at um, Exhibition Place because we were really pushing forward to get a grass field installed at BMO. I was like, you fuckers. I've been training and playing on this shitty turf field at BMO, and now you're suddenly going to put a grass field in. And they want you to be a liaison to get yeah, it done, like, too. Can you push this through? Well, like, they should have wheeled you in like, in a wheelchair. That would have been it, though, right? It was like Rob Ford and come, whoever was advocating. Like, Look at our example. Our once legendary goal scorer, the historical figure, yeah. is a broken man because of this turf field. And you just go sit there and go, you yeah. fucking yeah. idiot. Ah. MLSE have a, a a really interesting way how to uh, work the city to actually get them to pay for shit. Uh, <laughs> I wonder who the mayor is, and I wonder there's like been maybe three honest mayors in Toronto's history. Mel Lastman, allegedly, allegedly. You can basically say whatever you want. You just say allegedly after everything you say. Yep, just go allegedly. I think he was doing cocaine, a lot of cocaine. It was crack. Confirmed. The U.S. Twitter feeds intercepting our stuff and Canadian stuff and saying, you haven't done anything yet until you do something. Don't get ahead of yourselves. But they beat Mexico, and then Canada beat Mexico. That just means Canada Mexico can have this moment. Good. I don't give a shit about the fucking Americans or the Mexicans. That's I, not you know my what? point. Hey, they can go to the World Cup, too. That's not but my what point. What I'm saying is 
right now, right now, the Canada's team is the best team in CONCACAF. I agree. And not because they're sitting at the top of the table right now. They could be tied with all the other. They're still the best team, and they've been the most consistent. Hold on. Hel- healthy rosters, full full 11s, both sides. Yeah. January 30th, Canada hosting TBD, the United States. You think Canada are the favorites? Yes. I'm with you. Well, you I, got to know you, you watch. when to and hold them. And, and, and I bet you the bookies know are, when too. To fold the bookies are the Not to say... <laughs> What I would say, Craig, and you'll notice, when you are a team who are not normally used to being at the top of a table, things can really heat pressure on you in different ways than you're accustomed to. Mexico and the U.S. are used to being at the top of tables. They're used to winning things. So now seeing Canada going into the Christmas break, being at the top of the table is fantastic. I love it. I love seeing them at the top of the table. Do you think this could have an adverse reaction to the players, to the staff? Um, is it going to bring added pressure? Is it going to be we're no. going away? Canada are going away from home now. And yeah. They're, they're yeah. the target. Yeah. These guys are top of, well, of Conquer But I don't think that that changed. I think they're, every game, everybody is a target. And I also think that you got Alfonso is not Best used player. to being anywhere but the top. Yeah. Laren top of the Turkish league, Atiba, David. But this is where, when we talk about winners. We're talking about winners. This is top tier. Yes. That makes a difference. People who know how to win continuously win more often. Even uh, Borjan, he's still one. How many? I mean, they crush it in uh, Belgrade. He's got a few Serbian titles. I'd be afraid. So we've got a bunch of guys in that team that have actually quite used to being top of table. I just I just saw a moment in the last five minutes oh, of the game last oh, night. Oh, that was, was like, scary. Jeez. This, this is where you really find out about your team. This is where you find out about the characters, about how they deal with the emotions of holding on to a 1-0, 2-1 margin against your arch enemies that you've not really had a good record against in CONCACAF. They did it against the US a couple of years ago at BMO when it was a fantastic result, 2-0. And the whole stadium erupted. I just I want them to do that again. I, I, I do believe that they are the better team. US are a younger team and they're going for a little bit of transition. But I feel Canada on their day on a good field can beat the US. And that will really make a statement. That will that that will really put the Panama game at the end of qualifying. Make it irrelevant. Worry about yeah. it yeah. it'll be tied up before them if they have that result against the US. He's really Canadian now, eh? I'm He's loving it. Down. You're really Canadian. I'm just proud of this group. I, uh-huh. I could They're be fun, Turkish. I could be Italian. Turkish. You, you do Turkish. look like Turkish, Jason but like Statham. Jason Statham. No, Mark Strong. Right. He does look like Mark Strong. Yeah, he does. The jump into the snow. The one guy could go. I've watched that like Sam Atacubi. I can't watch. I can't watch it. It, it was brilliant. It, is, it was the way that he did it because he was slightly yeah. removed from the group that was huddling yeah, around Kyle Laren. Camera. Shot. Just. I was dead worried there was like going to be like a fire hydrant. I, I was like, <laughs> only in Canada can you break your neck because we all yeah. know someone who thinks it's themselves soft. up. Yeah. On a snow hill, okay. on a like walking on a snow fence, thinking it's soft, <laughs> like dying in a tunnel. Yeah. This, like you're always like the kid died in a tunnel in the snow. What are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Stop dying and shit. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. But that's right. You can hurt yourself. Okay. We're going Italy. We're going Portugal. What? Well, Charms isn't here. We got to hit 
I know Trump isn't here. World so Cup. you don't trust me to run the rundown? I can only do Twitter videos for you? Him. I don't trust him. World Cup qualifying. UEFA World Cup qualifying. Yes, the playoff round. It's an intimidating round for fans of Portugal or Italy, fans of Scotland or Wales. They'd expect that. What happened? That. What happened to some of those teams? I get Serbia won. So, what so happened to Portugal? Let him explain. No, I know. <laughs> He's producing and hosting. He's got a lot. I own the tent. It's true. There's no fish in the middle of this tent. We should be fishing. Portugal lost it late. Serbia uh, were the better team late in that game, and Serbia really needed to win, and dug in and did it. And Portugal kind of were hoping to coast and for the clock to save them. A lot of people will look at the uh, first leg or the first tie between Portugal and Serbia where Ronaldo famously had a goal called offside, or excuse me, uh, called off. It had gone in. Clearly, it was well over the line, but there's no VAR. They didn't remove it, and Ronaldo was furious. That game was in Portugal, wasn't it? They were through as long as they didn't lose. Really? And they lost. And Mitrovic, who scored 3,000 goals for Fulham this season. Quick question, Danny. Yeah. On uh, Portugal, does Santos last in his role until the World Cup? If they qualify through this playoff round, yes, he takes them to Qatar. Really? You're too too close to, to not, I think. But the fact that they're in this playoff round has a lot of people worried and nervous that he's not the person that should be taking them to Qatar, but I think he stays. They get through because of because what it will require for them to get through. We're recording this before the draw comes out, yeah. but this is a 12-team round and only three fucking teams get through. Yeah, And the, look at the teams that are in here. Teams that you expect to be in the playoff round, but traditionally when it was 12 teams competing for six spots, you knew, okay, well, the, there's going to be one or two losers you that deserve this. to be in. Uh, the teams that I would be worried about, yes. Turkey, uh, I'm not as worried about Scotland. I'm not as worried about Wales, but certainly worried about Italy. There was a scenario where it looked like the Netherlands would be in there as well. North Macedonia is Sweden? in there. North Sweden Macedonia. is in there. But Sweden without Zlatan is not a scary Sweden to me. I like Isak. They looked good they're in the Euros. Gonna, they're not going to say, come on down. Portugal's beaten Sweden in the playoffs previously. That's Portugal. The Euro winners. Italy. Amazing, right? Like, we love the Euro this year. We loved it. They've not been good since that game at Wembley. Struggled. Struggled. Two wins since, I, I think. I don't know what it is with Italy at the moment. The media are really, really bad towards this team at the moment. And they were putting so much pressure on them prior to this Northern Ireland game, which they had to better the result of Denmark. But Italy ended up drawing in the end against Northern Ireland. And they, they never looked good. They could have lost that game. They could have. They're lucky to have not. I go back to the Euros where Italy weren't playing with a, a proper number nine. Both number nines were poor. In the Euros, okay, Immobile got a couple of goals, I understand, but still, Italy's defense won won that European Championship. And deservedly so, they played very well in, in the final. But maybe this is the end of a little kind of mix of the Italian players now, and they have to refresh again like they had to do four, six years ago with a new group of players. Maybe Mancini's been found out a little bit, and his luck's run out. There's now 12 teams left, three spots. I'm saying... Portugal, Italy, Turkey, Sweden. I, I don't un- understand how this works out, though, Tony. It's a fucking messed up format. Before them, when there was 12 teams in the playoffs, yeah. it was two legs, wasn't it? Two legs coming away would go yeah. through to the World Cup. So 12 teams. Portugal, Scotland, Italy, Russia, Sweden, Russia. Wales. Those are the seeded teams. There you go. So you know. Unseeded is Turkey. The t- unseeded is Turkey. Uh, North Macedonia without Goran Pandev. Ukraine without Andrei Shevchenko because he's just taken over Genoa. Austria and the Czech Republic, Ooh. your favorite. Just so you know, it's Czech, uh, Czech 
uh, Independence Day. Yeah. On the 17th yes. of November. Literally, my friend from high school lives in uh, the Czech Republic. Yes. And John Cleese <laughs> had sex with yeah. my great-grandmother. Is that a true yeah. story? Yeah. When my great-grandmother was 75 years old, John Cleese says a young male... 22 <laughs> fucked my grandmother allegedly allegedly <laughs> where is he coming out with this <laughs> we've got daddy until i can stop making him laugh oh <laughs> god you'll never stop making me maddie cash's poland is the last team i only wow. named 11 so teams some... those are huge so, turkey they really? because they play in the euro yeah. even though they're on the cusp i mean they're not even the cusp. turkey's euro israel's euro so there's no crossover. Right. Oh. Okay. I played Iran in Egypt of all places. You played in Egypt? Two continents. Yeah. You, know what you played Iran yeah. in Egypt? Yeah. Russia's in three continents. They're the only one in three continents. Three. Europe, Asia, and what? There's one more. The Arctic's not its own continent. I'm sure they're in three continents. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know Turkey are in two for sure. Maybe it's four. Maybe it's time zones. <laughs> it could be time zones. No, there are more than that. No, no. It's time zones. I'm going to back them up. It's not, con- it's not continent. There, there, I'm just defending Danny Tickio. So That's is... just because you can't believe he's here with us. Oh, geez. Of the 12 teams, they will be split into three paths, a.k.a., one might say, Craig Forrest, a four-team mini tournament, knockout style. While the teams in bold, those are the six seeds, have guaranteed a semifinal on home soil, which makes no sense, an additional random draw will be held to determine which semifinal winner plays at home in the final. This is fucking chaos. You so, lost me and Craig off the... the can the, Italy and Portugal face each other? That's everyone's question. Just happy we don't... Together, we don't work in, in our case selling hash in on Piccadilly Circus. We, He and I would be... <laughs> We, we'd be like sitting there going, is that what you think the premise was in Snatch? It was a casino. <laughs> That's what people think. <laughs> it was the side hustle that we didn't watch that got that got him to the play. The Premier League is back this weekend. Yep. There's two managers in, uh, I was going to say new managers, but one of them is just in a different position. Uh, Steven Gerrard is now the manager of Aston Villa. And seeing him in that training kit looks insane because he looks like he's playing for them. I'm excited for Steven Gerrard. I think he's going to do well. I think he's got experience of managing a team with incredibly high expectations and a big club. And Villa are a big club who aren't kicking around for titles. Craig just did this weird move. Is Aston Villa a big club? Yes, they're a massive club. Is Steven Gerrard going to do well like B thinks he's going to do? I don't know if I've said any of that. You're putting words in my mouth. Do you think he's suited for the job? Who knows? Jesus. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, I think this is a great um, experience for him for a year or two before he gets the big job. I, I think Norwich got the better deal in getting yeah, Dean think, Smith. Yeah, I think Dean Smith's a good coach. I really do. I think he's done his time in the lower leagues. He's a big Villa fan. He would have been so disappointed that he got let go by Villa. But so were the fans. The like, fans were. I know. I don't. I just think it was the wrong move. But they obviously had an inclination that they could get Gerard. Mm. Gerard was looking to get into the Premier League. Hey, the bottom line is they're shit scared of getting relegated. So do you bring in that was my question with why why would you bring in like an inexperienced guy like Lampard to Norwich? Or a guy like Gerard, who is an experienced manager in the sense of going to Glasgow Rangers, but he hasn't coached in the Premier League. So yeah. I hope it works out because I, I love Gerard as a player. I think he's going to be a very good coach one day, but this could backfire on Villa. Then. I, I don't think that they'll get pulled into the relegation battle because of having made the managerial switch. In fact, 
you know, it, it's not that Dean Smith lost five straight games. It's the way in which they lost. But there's other factors to it. The fact that John Terry left the coaching staff. John Terry's on Twitter now. He's been on Twitter, has he not? He's just joined Twitter last week. Oh, he's week. just joined it. Oh, mate. What's great. he on about? you got to follow him. The, ban- the banner on it he's, is unbelievable. He's, he obviously White. says, I don't give a fuck, right? About anything. Like, he's mailing it. It's like, I'm he's, all he's in. He's mailing it in? No, he's all in. He's sorry. all in. Yeah. Talking about a guy, great guy to go out for a drink with. He was an extremely funny guy to go out for a of drink Of course. With. John Terry was. can't uh, have sex with your best friend's wife. charming, wife. but um, yeah. his party trick. Being in the same establishment as him many a time, and you knew when he started to get a glistening in his eye that you had to take probably 10, 15 steps back from him because something was going to go down quick. But his party trick was smashing champagne glasses on his head. So he'd stand at the bar and just go, yeah, shh, shh. And it never cut his head. And you know, champagne glasses are pretty fine glass as well. And I just used to look at him going, he's probably one of the best Not defenders that. I've ever, ever played against. And I'm looking at the bar staff and the security are kind of all going, looking the other way or why he's buying champagne glasses by crashing yeah. them over That'd his head. His late night party trick. Wow. Well, signs of CTE at the age of 23. <laughs> yeah. Great guy to go out for hit a drink. Sweet with. spot, I guess, on his heed. Yeah, maybe. You hit my sweet spot a couple of times on the back of my head. With a bottle? No. With oh, the back the old, of his head. Oh, yeah, the old head forehead. Your head butt in the back he, of the but head. But how tall was he? He's six he feet plus. Big. Yeah, he was like oh. six two. Six two. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know he was that big. Yeah. He was a nasty, nasty, nasty defender. But good. Very good defender. Okay. So uh, follow John Terry on Twitter. And uh, expect Villa to get relegated. That's what I've taken no, away from no, this no, conversation. No, I'm not saying, but I just I think it could backfire on them. I, I I thought it was a bad timing because bad. of the international break because they've got Brighton and Palace yeah, next. The two tough games, but I just think it was bad mojo getting rid of Dean Smith because of what he'd done for the club. What he's done for the club, but because also- there's not many situations right where a manager gets dumped and the whole fan base is like, ah, well, we think this is the right time, but God, this is horrible. Everyone was gutted. He's a Villa fan as well, so it it runs a little bit deeper with him. But yeah. they obviously saw that something wasn't right. They saw in the body language of the players in the five losses, rumors, finger pointing, as we spoke about earlier. When something's not right, you have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Just like Herdman did with the nil, you have to make an immediate decision. Otherwise, it could backfire on you later on in the season in the and game. And Havertz faster in the Premier League because they're shit scared of getting relegated. I've got a prediction, and I, I can't say this is the, my own thought, but as soon as I heard Greg Evans, who's a beat writer for The Athletic, say it, I thought, this is going to happen. And he said it like timidly, like it sounds crazy. This is going to happen. Uh, in his opening press availability, the player that Steven Gerrard talked about most excited to work with was Ashley Young, who had been converted like Fonzie to a left back because there wasn't a spot for him as a winger and he had the capabilities and the speed and the pace to be threatening as an attacking player. He's, he's traditionally an attacking player. That he's going to play like in a number 10 type attacking midfield role and I think that he will walk into the team and keep his spot taking it away from Emi Buendia who has not been up to snuff. Emi Buendia was was their big offseason signing. They'd hoped to replace Jack Grealish. It's a lot of pressure to take the number 10 shirt, but he's shown the pedigree in that promotion season for Norwich. He was phenomenal. 
but he might be a phenomenal championship player. He's not truly looked at in the in the Premier League. So if he gets the opportunity to keep his place, big I think difference. he might lose it to Ashley Young. It's a big difference. And I'd like to see it. I, I mean, they brought Ashley Young in for the experience, obviously, and you can the veteran presence that they were missing. And I just don't think they've had the opportunity yet to, you know, play their best side. And, God, I hope that Gerard comes in, has a run of four or five games with a, some consistency because that was the only consistent thing at Villa under Dean Smith in the last eight games. Inconsistency. Do you think John- three, four, three, four, three, four at the back. Premier League clubs are looking at in the uh, break? For sure. They were looking at him before. I think if he continues to score goals, that means top scorer in League One. This he year, is at the moment. He is. It's, it'll be hard to not take a chance on him, Craig, because you're getting for reasonably not cheap, but reasonably cheap for a striker who's very young still. Mm-hmm. So it's just about gambling on on someone that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna league. throw it a guess. <laughs> This is what Craig sits up. Just everyone. Knows. Yeah, he's he was, his posture straightened. It was like he was asleep on the bone uh, saw a baby on a two-person couch. He's gonna go Newcastle. I was gonna say that as well. Oh, well, you said you said relatively cheap, but realistically, to the Premier League anywhere, his price tag will be fifty million. Oh yeah, for sure. who's paying that in January? That needs it. Depends if you want to stay in the Premier League. That's what I'm saying. But those other teams that will be down there, even Villa, they're not spending fifty million. And oh. Norwich, they're not going to spend Norwich. No way, they're going down. They'll get the parachute payment. Oh, Let's yeah, double that. Yeah, yeah. Newcastle would absolutely do that. I, that was going to be my guess. And they got a great manager to bring it back up again, like they did before. <laughs> I mean, it's Newcastle's not getting relegated. We said no, this before. North. Oh, Norwich. Excuse me. Yeah, well, Dean Smith will get them back up. Regu- That's their plan. Who else is getting relegated? We said. I, I said at the beginning it would be Norwich, Watford, and Brentford. Watford have been troublesome. Uh, Ranieri had a great first game and then was lost four in a row. Burnley, Watford, Villa, Leeds are all within striking distance. Uh, Brentford's 14th on 12 points. They're only four points safe for the moment. That that can swing quick. I think Newcastle will pull themselves out. It's funny as well. The drop zone. That most of um, Gerard's interviews have been pretty positive, but like there's been half of the questions have been, "Are you looking forward to the game in two weeks' time?" I think Villa return to Anfield. Yeah, so he's gonna have a lot of pressure on him. That's it. What what what's the big Premier League games this weekend, Danny boy? Before we do that, we do this. It's forty picks. It's forty picks. It's forty picks on forty prime. Big matches Saturday: Liverpool, Arsenal. We're doing two: Liverpool, Arsenal. Arsenal have had a lovely little stretch. They've played well. Don't have a lot of. Liverpool have a lot of internationals returning, some injured, some banged up. Arsenal yep. don't have a lot. Do they have enough in their depth, Liverpool, to beat uh, ever <laughs> improving Arsenal team? I'm going draw. 1-1. One, one. Wow, okay. I'm going 2-1 Liverpool. Are you? Fine. I'm going to go 1-0 Arsenal. Go on, Whoa. Wow. Go on, wow. That's You just love Ian Wright. When are you going to get him on the show? Ian Wright, right, right. Match two. City and Everton. What time Sunday. is that? Sunday morning at nine. City is home at the Etihad. I'm going to go City three, Everton nil. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Two, one to City. I'll go. Rafa's hit a little bit of a wall. Yes. Which is what Carlo hit uh, 
early in the winter last year as well, right? City four, Everton one. Nice. I like that. You know what? Coming out of these international breaks is, you know, you find it's a little, if you're, if you're a serious betting person, it's a very difficult game after to. This is what I was talking about. Although I did choose two, one, you guys all saw that two to one Canada. I told my yeah. You sent us uh, a very funny text message where you blurred out everything that was wow, else my, was said. My girlfriend was like giving me shit, and so it was probably four one. I love that you don't two, know how to crop two, the photo. Five, I don't know how to do it. You could have cropped the photo. I barely know blur- how to produce. It all, but you out. but you opened another app so that you could color off the the text so that we couldn't read what was exchanged yeah, about. You better bring this home from the grocery I store. I, I'm a dick. The oh, the scores. Right? All the other predictions he got wrong. He's like, oh, Jamaica's going to win 4-0. Yeah, because right. yeah. Yeah, I put all my money on Jamaica. Yeah, we love that your girlfriend is your bookie, by the way. That's what it was. Just change the name. Like that. These guys are talking to each other. Just so you guys know in the tent, we're watching these two. I think they're going to kiss soon. Like it, it was very intimate. They're doing this that watchdog Kansas, again. This Kansas City oh, watching, watch again. party. Watch, watch dog. Sorry, watch dog. We're not investigating anything. We're not do one watch party and you're bros now. Mentioned Trudeau <laughs> once and now he's like, oh, watch dog, watch dog. Who knew they'd be? We just decided bros. That we were going to talk super bros. We were going to talk the football. watchdog bros. We figured we'd talk football and I don't know. That's look. Just is. because I made him dinner doesn't mean the bromance is elevated. Okay. Oh, yeah. Celebrate it. It's footy pig on, on footy, footy. prime. Someone That's actually right. said in up uh, by Kawartha that they listen to us and their son sings along to our song. <laughs> he only lets the son listen to footy picks because we're no, unlikely no. to swear or talk about. It, eight did inch. you read that? Yeah, yeah, I read it. It was a really good one. He he also like he I said, don't think we should do anything. We just erased everything we said and just <laughs> JC's opening, and that's it. That's it. Uh, Forrest, there's a really good fucking chance this hasn't recorded at all. Oh, have you been a part of our shows before? Well, as long as JC, <laughs> as long as JC, red button was not pressed. Red button <laughs> says record. This side, uh, it's fun. I I made that comment expecting everyone to laugh, and I look, and everyone on the other side of the tent yeah. is staring at the monitor, <laughs> praying that it is recording. Oh, so there's, there's something definitely changing numbers. It, it did happen once when we were drinking in a studio, and you guys had a great opening, and I went, "Oh, sorry, fellas, uh, we didn't." We didn't record. Oh, it right. was about 12 yeah. minutes. I pressed and, the enter button and, instead and, of the record button. Yeah. Well, I didn't press anything. We were all talking and then we thought we were recording. God, this I sounds should, like uh, every time. Yeah. That should be the chant. JC's song, song. That should be put out there. And The chant. It was to O Canada. No, I know, but it'll be the chant because it's not actually an anthem because oh. that'd be dead. Oh, sure. So you just use my wife to come up with all these jingles with these custom lyrics that Charmin writes on the you toilet. You just wanted to say jingle to be part of the ad Why? community. What do you mean? What you, you, said that, you said that you're saying that that should be the new anthem. What about all the songs that we had before from a recording artist? Yeah, but that, I'm not taking away from this recording artist. Yeah, but that was an anthem. <laughs> There's a difference between an anthem and a jingle. Well, you know... People will decide the difference between a podcast that they want to listen to, like one of those murder podcasts, or this podcast, which could be could on talk be radio, but can't. One pretty soon. <laughs> okay, we're gonna put this. We're gonna make Jeff's song go viral for Canada. Yeah, that's all we're. Playing. I'm all we're playing it. I'm about it. I'm yes. gonna cut the imaging up, and we're yeah, gonna yeah. tag Drizzy Drake, yeah. Champagne Poppy. Yeah, and you're gonna text this to Fonzie and Have Oso. You done it in a sound booth or anything like like no. 
We don't use sound booths. We have sound a tent. And this is where we did it. Yeah, I know. But we want to make it. It, it sounded great, but you wrote that on the toilet. You need a microphone. You wrote it on the toilet. Okay, good. Ten minutes before like it was on the toilet because you're in a tent. Well, some people poo in a tent, and some people poo in a toilet. <laughs> Same. And some people poo outside. And that seems like the perfect time to say, James Sharman, we really fucking miss you and need you to come back. Thanks for listening. Canada are top of the group after eight rounds of games in the Concacaf Octagon. To quote James Sharman. Cheers for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.